Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Education Podcast by me, Rob Matthews Coaching. Within this podcast, I'm going to be talking about self-talk, a growth versus fixed mindset, how positive gym self-talk can affect your performance and your aesthetics, as well as the effect of this positive self-talk on the rest of your life. So I'll give you a quick definition, literally the first thing that comes up on Google when looking up self-talk. Self-talk is the way that you talk to yourself or your inner voice. You might not be aware that you're doing it, but you almost certainly are. The inner voice combines conscious thoughts with inbuilt beliefs and biases to create an internal monologue throughout the day. So it's very vital that last sentence there for why we are looking at it and the reason behind this podcast. So it's this inner voice combines conscious conscious thoughts with inbuilt beliefs and biases to create an internal monologue throughout the day. This leads us into a growth versus fixed mindset. So how do you know whether you have a growth or a fixed mindset? I'm going to help you find out right now and by using a psychological concept which has been pioneered by Stanford professor Carol Dweck. So it's a quick exercise, okay? So I'm going to read four sentences and you're going to see which of them rings the most true to you or whichever ones you've sided with and relate to more, okay? So number one, you are a certain kind of person and there is not much that can be done to really change that. Number two, no matter what kind of person you are, you can always change substantially. Number three, you can do things differently, but the important parts of who you are can't really be changed. Number four, you can always change basic things about the kind of person you are. So, according to Dweck's research, if you agreed with the first and third statements, you're someone with a fixed mindset. So the first statement was, you are a certain kind of person and there is not much that can be done to really change that. With the third being, you can do things differently, but the important parts of who you are can't really be changed. So if you have a fixed mindset, you think the ways things are is more or less the way things always will be. Whereas if you agreed with the second and fourth sentences, you have a growth mindset. So the second statement was, no matter what kind of person you are, you can always change substantially. With the fourth being, you can always change you can always change basic things about the kind of person you are. So like I said, if you, ha- if you believed and you feel like you fall into the second and fourth statement, you have a growth mindset, you have faith in the ability of your circumstances to change and to change thanks to your behaviour. So how does this relate back to the gym? How does it relate back to how we feel, to how we see ourselves and everything with it? And the reason behind this podcast So this came from working with clients and, you know, Kier won't mind me saying, one of my clients, this is something that we really noticed with him. He's a client of mine that has been working on his strength while losing weight and his strength has been progressing more and more each week while losing a substantial amount of weight. So make sure you check out his testimonial when it comes up on the page in the next couple of days. But... With Kier, we notice when looking at our strength reps, you know, when we're testing our one rep, our three rep and our six rep max, that his self-talk started to become more negative before attempting the rep. So when attempting these one or three rep max, before he was even stepping into the bar, stepping onto the platform, he would be telling his spotter, be telling, even telling himself, that there's a chance that he's not going to make it, to make sure that his spotter's in place, that it's just, he's not sure, he's got that mm about him, he's just, 
everything's a bit anxious, he's just a bit worked up, and he's just putting that seed of doubt already into his mind before the situation has even came to. So why was this an issue? Because of this negative self-talk that he had adapted, it related into his performance. Because he had already planted this seed of doubt, because he would practically already told himself that it wasn't going to happen, the end result came to that. He did not get that strength. He did not get that rep, sorry. And he, yeah, failed the rep. So how do we know that it was just due to his self-talk? Well, because that is the first thing we noticed. I mean, he sent me his form check, sent me the video of him feeling the squat. The first thing that I noticed, like I said, before he was going even into the rack, were these conversations that he was having with people, with friends, with spotters, but also with himself. From when he was going into the rack, his form was suddenly off, it was rushed, all because he was just thinking of already failing. Whereas when implementing this positive self-talk, telling him to focus on the preparation and the work that he's already putting in, telling him that he should have the confidence as we are defining confidence as where preparation and opportunity meets, so that he's put in the work in these last couple of weeks, he's tapered down and now he's got the opportunity to prove why he's confident, which leads to this confidence result, which leads to this growth mindset. So there he was in the gym, literally two minutes later, Telling this spotter, until I shout, do not touch this bar. I am getting it up there one way or the other. And obviously you need a spotter, you need help there, you need support. But by this little change in self-talk, by telling himself as he got under the bar, I've got this, I am a person who can do this. By visualising the squat, using them mental cues, thinking about pushing his hips back, telling himself that he knows his legs are strong enough to pick himself back up. Suddenly, there it was. Two minutes later, he has got that rep and he has pushed the weight even more from there. And it's such a minute detail. It's a subcomponent of our mental health that, you know, how often none of us even care to think about that we could change this inner dialogue that we have with ourselves. We don't even know that it's possible. But as we've even proved with just the definition, it can have an impact on the whole of our day, throughout the whole of the day. So how does this affect the rest of our lives? How does this positive self-talk, how does this adapting this growth mindset change everything outside of it? Well, this is where it shows and where I can speak about my own example. So now I'm going to talk about the effect of negative self-talk. So growing up, and it's something I've not really spoke about on the internet, to be fair, and I don't know why I haven't, but I'm going to be very transparent with you and not hold anything back. So when growing up, played rugby a lot, and I was our kicker on our team. So for those who don't know what rugby is, when you score a try, you score a goal, the equivalent of football, someone has to kick the ball off a tee through the post to get an extra two points. Now, when that person is kicking, it is complete silence for all those around. There is no talk, no chanting from the crowd. Everyone in the team and the opposition are silent and the ref doesn't blow his whistle. Everything is all eyes on you. And at first, when growing up, naturally, I loved this environment, this growth mindset. I loved pushing myself into this place where it was all eyes on me, I could prove, like I said, I had the confidence, I could gain this opportunity and 
give value to my teammates, prove why I was on the team, that I could kick well and that I was adding to my performance by adding to the team's result and getting us more points. Now, when my mental health started getting a decline, I started to notice that this self-talk was changing and it was especially affecting my kicking. So my kicking started to become a lot more of a process and a lot more of a self-aware and conscious thought rather than subconscious. So my self-talk was suddenly more present and it was more negative. In these games where we were getting more crowds, more pressure due to you know league positions or whether it be finals or cups or whatever we were playing for, suddenly I noticed that instead of just visualising my technique, you know, putting the ball down, going through the movement, striking the ball cleanly, I was thinking about external factors. I was thinking about why is everyone looking at me? What is the crowd thinking of my technique? The way that I kick the ball, the way that I have to pull my leg across my left side of my body two times before I kick. Am I being judged? All this negative self-talk of anxiety, of worrying, just putting more pressure in the situation than needed to be. And the effect this had on me was that then I started to have a worse performance result, so I started to miss kicks. And my self-talk got to the point where I didn't want my team to score because I didn't want to have to be in the position of being in the eye of everyone and having to kick again. So obviously that has been pretty transparent about that situation, but it didn't end there. From having this negative self-talk, it then led to this changeover in my environment to the rest of my life and the way that I perceived the rest of my life. So instead of being an outgoing kid, someone who loved to put their hand up in class, answer a question, suddenly I wanted no eyes on me. I didn't want to feel that same way that I felt when kicking, that everyone was looking at the way I did it in my technique. I wanted to be- I became a source of comfort and I wanted to stay in that comfort zone. And this was all down to my self-talk. So how can I say that transparently and truthfully to you? Now, obviously, I still play rugby and I do still kick. So what changed? My self-talk. Instead of focusing on these external outputs, these external thoughts, everything became, once again, the process and through my self-talk and key skills like visualisation. Like I said, it's a subcomponent of mental health and I started adapting a growth mindset. So I had to go back to the basics. I had to tell myself that I'd been choosing to be the kicker of the team because I was talented as a kicker, that I could kick, that I could practice my kick and get better in order to gain more confidence within it. It was something that wasn't fixed. It was a skill. It was something I had a choice within getting better at. And you can see even in the way that I describe it now, that I still have that growth mindset that I don't believe that I've perfected it and I know I can keep getting better and gaining its skills, which is the greatest thing about a growth mindset is you never think you've completed something. You're always willing to learn more, to push yourself that wee bit harder, to get out of your comfort zone and try more. So what about my clients? What effect does it have on them? When thinking about this, the prime example that came to my mind was a client called Stephen. Client... Client Stephen, he won't mind me sharing this, a good friend of mine, love him to bits. You'll see his testimonials on my page. I'll make sure to share it to my story when I put, it, uh, when I put this podcast out. But when Stephen first came to me, he was scared to even reach out to me in the first place. 
He'd step foot in the gym twice and he'd touch the cardio machine for two minutes on each time and had to leave because he just didn't feel like it was his place to be. Everything in his self-talk was just that the gym and him weren't meant to be together. From being on the cardio machines, he believed that he was too skinny and folk would judge him for thinking, why is he doing cardio? He's already a twig, as he would say himself. Don't worry, I'm not slating him. Um, and I'm sure Stephen's listening to it, so I'm sure he got a laugh out of that as well, because that's the way he used to describe himself. So when he would try a machine in our first couple of sessions or he'd try some free weights, instantly he was just thinking about what are the other people in the gym thinking about me? Are they thinking that I'm doing it wrong? Like, you know, he was so grateful to have me there because then he believed that people didn't think that he was doing it wrong because he could see, they could see that he was working with a personal trainer. So Stephen's growth took a lot longer than most, but obviously he was coming from a place of a very fixed mindset. But the end result with Stephen over such a short time of just three months that we worked together was massive. Stephen went from someone who, like I said, told himself that he could never enter the gym, that the gym wasn't for him, to someone that was able to smash sessions on his own, wearing clothes that he felt better in and clothes that he felt confident to wear because they showed off the real him. He no longer had to hide away, like I said, these external factors that outside results of negative self-talk was that he was wearing baggy clothes, clothes that he didn't even like, that didn't make him feel good. Whereas when he adapted a growth mindset, he was trying to push himself outside of his comfort zone. Suddenly on a Friday, we had beater Fridays, he was turning up in his vest, he was loving it, he was tensing in the mirror, and he'd gained a whole new lease of life. Everything about him had changed, and yet, the only difference was that he had unlocked some growth mindset. He still had the same job, he still had the same habits except from he now came to the gym, he cared about his nutrition and that he now wanted to be better. He wanted to keep pushing himself and because he wanted it, he told himself how to get better. So like I say, this self, self-talk is vitally important. So how can we improve our self-talk? Obviously, I've mentioned my clients getting better at it and the education systems that we put in place and systems that we talk about to help build that confidence. But what about you listening to this? How can you get better? So the first way that you can improve your self-talk is by treating yourself like a best friend. So what do I mean by treating yourself like a best friend? When speaking to our best friends, we often like to put a positive spin on the message that we are telling them because we don't want to hurt them and we don't want to risk our friendship. This should be the same way in that you speak with yourself. Like I say, you should treat yourself as your best friend. So instead of telling, you would never tell your best friend that they were absolutely awful at something or that they couldn't do it. Instead, you would tell them that they need to keep trying and that if they keep practicing that they'll get better at the skill that they're trying to accomplish. And instead of telling them to lose it, that they're not good at it, you just tell them to relax, take a breath when things do go wrong and that they can try again. So this would be a key, key part to improving your self-talk without any accountability or support would just be to treat yourself as a friend, best friend in particular. Second way in which you can do it, like I mentioned in last week's episode of the five ways to improve your life, is by stepping outside of your comfort zone and going to new places or trying to do a new thing every month. 
or week or whatever schedule you try to decide on, whatever is easy to sustain and adhere to. Now, it doesn't need to be, you know, abroad as I spoke about last week. It can be pushing yourself to finally go to that book club to try out a new gym, to try out a new gym program, to even try out just one singular exercise in the gym. Just joining up with new sports teams to, you know, the list is endless, to try a new hobby, to try and play a piece of music, to play a new video game, whatever it is, try something new. By trying something new, you're putting your brain into this state where it has to choose to have a growth or a fixed mindset. By pushing yourself out there and get it, taking that first step of, say, getting to this new sports team, you know, getting to that first training session, you are forcing your brain to be in a growth mindset environment. Somewhere where you have to learn new people's name, learn new skills, learn new plays, Everything along this, you've got to absorb the new environment of the sports hall or a different pitch or a different ball or a different code or a different call. All these things are really trialling and pushing you into this growth mindset. So hopefully you've learned something from this episode on self-talk and growth and versus fixed mindset, how that you can implement self-talk, whether it's in the gym or whatever way that you do your fitness and then the effect that it will have on the rest of your life by using this self-talk. If you have found it useful, if you have found it insightful, make sure to share it to your Instagram story, tag me, let me know your thoughts, give me a message privately, tell me about your story and if you believe you have a growth or a fixed mindset and yeah, like I say, how you're going to implement it into your day-to-day routine. So I'll see you next week with another new episode of the Fitness Education Podcast. See you then.